0: Hello, welcome back to the podcast. In this very special episode, I will be previewing the rest of the MLB teams that haven't got to. Opening day is tomorrow, and there are a lot of teams left to preview before we go into the season. Just to make it clear, you're not going to hear some teams on this preview episode because I have already previewed these in previous episodes. So you won't be hearing the Royals, the Angels, the Athletics, the entirety of the American League East. Dodgers or the Cardinals. I've already done those previews in a separate episode. If you want to listen to what I say about those teams, go check out my previous few episodes. You'll get the previews for them there. But for the rest of the teams, this is a special episode for y'all. Y'all get your teams previewed finally. I spent Hours trying to get this all together to get it done for today. To get every team previewed before opening day tomorrow night. Tomorrow is the best unofficial holiday in in sports. Opening day. But here's what you have to know about these teams before going into opening day. Alright, let's get started with the National League East. Let's start with the team I think is going to win the division, the Atlanta Braves. Some of the noteworthy additions they had to the team was re-signing Marcelo Zuna. I think that's a really big signing because he was a big part of their offense last year. It is unfortunate that the National League does not have a universal DH this season because now you got to play Marcelo Zuna in the field, and he is a major liability defensively, but with his bat, huge impact in that lineup. Also adding the addition of Charlie Morton, to the rotation, to go in, plug in with all those young arms they have in that rotation. That is actually huge for that rotation. You can eat innings. He has postseason experience, World Series experience, which is really, really important for this Braves rotation because Braves pitching hasn't exactly been like in the upper epsilon of pitching in the National League playoff contenders. Bullpen, they, they have a really solid bullpen. Don't get it twisted, though. Their bullpen is actually very underrated in the National League, in my opinion. The only thing I have problem with the Atlanta Braves is the lack of depth on the offense side of the offense. But there's so much talent with Marcelo Zuna, Ronald Acuna, Albies, Freeman. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be just fine. I think I obviously had them win the division. I think they're going to win about 91, 92 games. So, for the Atlanta Braves, obviously got the win in the East. They're going to win 90, 92, 93 games. And they might compete with the Dodgers or the Padres or whoever they have in the postseason. But at the end, I don't think they're going to win the World Series as constructed. Second place in the National League East, I have the – New York Mets. Now, the New York Mets, obviously, they have plenty of noteworthy additions to their ball club with Francisco Lindor, which I guess has been reported they turned down a massive contract extension worth $325 million for 10 years. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. (laughs) Besides that, they also added James McCann, who, in my opinion, is going to be a top 10 catcher in the league. For a while, he's a solid bad to add to that lineup as well, and also defensively, he's pretty decent as well. Also, you got Carlos Carrasco who is injured right now, but he's another solid. When he comes back, he's gonna be another solid arm to go in that rotation. And you also added a solid number four pitcher in Taiwan Walker. Like I said, he's a solid number four for that rotation. He's not exactly an ace, but he's definitely a perfect fit for number four in that rotation. So you got, a, and sending Guard is still injured. So you got a rotation of Degrom, who looked really, who's looking really good in the in the spring. Marcus Stroman, Carrasco, when he's healthy, Tommy Walker. And you can just plug anyone in the number five spot. You can argue with that. And once again, pitching I guess, is going to be another big piece too for the Mets. Honestly, i I've tired about the rotation. The bullpen, I think, for the Mets is going to be better. They're definitely going to be going toe-to-toe with the Atlanta Braves all year long, but I think even with the newly acquired bats and the strong pitching, I think they're going to win about 89-90 wins. They're going to fall just short of the division crown. I think they will make the playoffs, however, as a wild card. Another interesting team in the National League East is the Washington Nationals. Honestly, they struggled last year with COVID stuff, injuries, Steven Strasburg, and I believe he's back this year. So that is already a big plus for them going into the season. They also had the guys like Kyle Schwarber, Josh Bell. It's going to be interesting to see how those two perform in nation's capital, especially since – Josh Bell didn't exactly have his best season last year, and you could probably say the same for Kyle Schwarber. They also added a solid veteran into the rotation with John Lester. He could be a four or five, and now you're looking at a top top four of Strasburg, Scherzer, Patrick Corbin, John Lester, and probably Ross as well. So that is a pretty dangerous starting five. The bullpen is actually pretty solid as well. I don't think Daniel is going to be as bad as it was last year. So, bullpen's probably going to bounce back. As for the offense, like I said, they had Schwarber, Bell. Hopefully they can get back into form. Soto, I think he's going to be an MVP candidate this year. So, he's going to be interesting to see how well he does this year. So, I'll see the strength of this team is going to be pitching. And just – Looking at that, I believe the Nationals are going to finish third. They're going to be competing for a wild card. Can they get into the wild card? I don't know. They could if if everything goes right and the offense clicks like it should. I had them winning around 84 to 86 games, somewhere around there, competing for that second wild card. In fourth place, I got the Philadelphia Phillies. Obviously, their additions, they – we signed JT Realmuto, which is huge because he's one of the biggest pieces of the offense, and without a doubt, I don't think there's any catcher better in baseball than JT Realmuto right now. So that's huge. Also, they added guys like Alvarado to the bullpen, Archie Bradley to the bullpen, so that helps their pitching out a little bit in the bullpen. Oh, and they also re-signed D.D. DeGorias, so which is also a huge piece of that offense for the Philadelphia Phillies. Another big thing, I think Bryce Harper is going to have a better season than he did last year. I think it's finally time he got back into form. I'm not saying he played, he's a good player, but we need more from him. The Phillies need more out of Bryce Harper. He needs to be that superstar we all thought he would be compared to Mike Trapp. He needs to be that guy for the Phillies to be better. But even with the power bats of this, with the great bats in this ball club and the additions to the bullpen, I don't trust their starting pitching outside of, oh, outside of Nola, Zach Wheeler. Can he bounce back this season? We'll have to wait and see. But they're going to be competitive. Don't get me wrong, but the late Phillies are going to win a lot of games this year. They're going to win, like, what, 9-8, to 10-9, 11-10 type games all year long. And don't get me wrong, this team's going to be fun to watch. I have no wedding. I see them as a 500-ball club at 81 wins, maybe 82. Heck, even maybe 83. Who knows, man? Who knows? But I have them in place in the East. Austin Ola is a dark horse Cy Young contender, by the way. Now, for last place, I got the Miami Marlins. I love their roster, and I think the only new player they got is Adam Duvall that I can – look at last year, this team had a surprising run of the postseason in a 60-game season. Don Managly did a fantastic job that ball club in a 60-game stretch. Obviously got them to the playoffs, got them past the Cubs in that first round of the playoffs last year. That was pretty impressive before ultimately getting outclassed by the Braves. So I expect them to take a step back this year. I think we're going to see a lot of other young prospects get caught up later in the year. And overall, Marlins, I think they're going to win around 73, 74 games. I can see that. Honestly, they got a little bit of offense in there with Aguilar, Duvall coming into the fold. It's going to see if any of the young prospects can come in and do their job. And really shy in Miami. Alright, moving on to the National League Central. Like I mentioned earlier, I've always talked about the St. Louis Cardinals in a previous episode. If you want to find out what I said about the Cardinals, go check out that episode. You like it's gonna be interesting, but you're gonna think it's pretty interesting what I thought about them. But let's start out with who I think is going to finish second behind the Cardinals in the division. I'm going to talk about the Milwaukee Brewers. The Brewers, some of the known accusations that they had was Jackie Bradley Jr., who's going to really help that offense out a little bit. And Colt Wong, though not a defensive great, uh, He's okay offensively. Defensively, he's going to help out. Uh, I don't know about the Colin Monsignor, to be honest. Last year for the Brewers, it was definitely a little bit of a struggle for them. It was not a very – I don't know. They didn't have Lorenzo Kane in center field due to the virus opt out. Christian Yelich looked absolutely terrible last year by his standards and I think by anybody's standards. He looked pretty bad. I expect him to bounce back next year. The pitching is a little underrated, to be honest, starting pitching. Woodruff, he's a very solid pitcher. Obviously, they got the – one of the better relievers, if not the best reliever in baseball, and Hater coming out of the bullpen. In a weak central division, though, I think they will be able to compete because I don't think this division – obviously this division not that not that great. I had the winning about 85 games in this division. But like I said, they're going to finish second. I think they're just going to miss out in the playoffs just because I don't entirely trust the offense. If I mean, if Chris Neons comes back, Lorenzo Cain comes in the full fours. Keston Hira does what he does. If Jackie Bradley Jr. gets back in the form as well, I think they're just going to be just fine, but I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. 85-86 wins for the Milwaukee Brewers. On to the Chicago Cubs. I think they're going to be a very dark horse team as well, just because they have so many stars in Atlanta with Anthony Rizzo. Chris Bryant should, should have a good year this year. Baez. Also, they had Jock Pearson, who's been absolutely raking in spring training. So, that's going to be interesting. Obviously, they lost a big rotation piece in New Darvish, but in return, they got back Zach Davies, who I think is going to have a very solid year for the Cubs. They also brought back Jake Arias. So, who knows? Maybe he can find the magic again he had in Chicago. For me, I think the Cubs' strength of this team is going to be their offense. So many stars in that lineup. It's gonna be hard. They're gonna give rotate, they're gonna give a lot of rotations some fits, a lot of pitchers, some fits, and a lot of pitching coaches, some fits. I'm trying to game plan for them. I have to finish just under the Brewers. Maybe like 84 wins for them, roughly. So but at the trade deadline, if they're still in contention, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a move. And even if they're not in contention, again, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a move at the deadline. Now on to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's in a weird spot. They used to pit, um, the, the biggest pickup they had was Sean Doolittle. And the rotation now is a little weaker, what they lost to Trevor Bauer with him going to the Dodgers. Now this rotation is headed up by Sonny Gray, who's going to have a pretty good year, in my opinion, and Luis Castillo, who could be traded at the deadline. I feel like Gray and Castillo are going to be like two trade deadline targets for a contender who needs pitching if the Reds are not you know, up there in the Central. Don't get me wrong. This team has a lot of talent. I feel like they can compete in game, some games in the Central Division, but the, this division being so weak, but in the end, I think they will finish in fourth. They will have went around 73 to 76 wins. I have them in fourth. And in last place, well, obviously, I had the Pirates. The Pittsburgh Pirates are just terrible. They're definitely going to be competing for probably the worst team for the title of worst team in baseball. They're pitching rotation. I mean, if you're a casual fan, you probably couldn't tell me one name off the rotation in the rotation right now. I can say myself a pretty decent baseball fan, even I can't name guys off the rotation for the Pittsburgh Pirates. It's that bad. Obviously, the lost guys like Josh Bell for agency. But it is what it is there. The Pirates and their offense is just going to be terrible as well. I mean, I don't know who produces offense on that Pirates team said of guys like Brian Hayes, who is a rookie, by the way. He's going to get 10 for NL Rookie of the Year. Keep an eye on Brian Hayes. Win total for this team, I had the win in around 61 games. I don't think they're going to be that good of a team. It's going to be a rough year for Pirates fans once again. Sorry, Pirates fans. Your team's just not that good. Your team's just not that good. All right, moving on to the National League West. Like I mentioned earlier, I've already talked about the Dodgers in a previous episode. Go find that episode, and you'll hear what I have to say about the Dodgers. Honestly, I always talked about the Dodgers being my World Series pick to win it all again this year for obvious reasons, but go listen to that. Let's talk about the team I think is going to finish in second in that division. The San Diego Padres, and obviously they were the darlings of the offseason. We had the additions of Hugh Darvish, Blake Snell. They got Joe Musgrove from the Pirates, who was a very solid pitcher, to go into that rotation as a number four, maybe even a number three, depending on how they want to run things. Picked up Mark Melanson and the, the biggest news of the offseason. For them, they extended Tatis to a massive extension. So he's going to be in San Diego for a long, long time. Obviously, last year they made the postseason. as was a young Padres team. And in the end of the day, they kind of just got outclassed by the Dodgers. That's really all it was. I believe they beat, they beat the Cardinals in, the, in their first playoff series, I believe. And then from there, it was just they just got outclassed by the Dodgers. So this year, it's going to be a dull fight between them and the Dodgers for the top of the, of the National League West and maybe even the National League. I don't think there's many teams in the national league that are better than these two teams as constructed, but we'll have to see how it is. The lineup's nasty. You got Matisse, Machado, Hosmer, Bill Myers is in there as well. Nola is gonna be a solid. Then you also got Bresham still in the lineup as well. So that lineup's gonna be nasty. Obviously the rotation, like I said, you got Darvish, Snell. Musgrove's in there. Chris Paddock's in there. Honestly, I think they should call up Mackenzie Gore this year. I think he's going to be nasty. You should, you'll probably will see him down the line in San Diego. And you don't have Clevenger this year due to a Tommy John surgery, but that's going to be interesting to look when he comes back next year, how that rotation's going to look. Oh, man. So, yeah, I got the, I got the Padres ready, making the playoffs, obviously. As far as I see them going, is probably the National League Championship Series if they're not match up with the Dodgers in the divisional round. And for their win total, I got the winning around 95, 96 games. That sounds like a good estimate for San Diego Padres. Next up, I got the Arizona Diamondbacks. And for any notable additions, I guess you can say Estrubo Cabrera. But other than that, I really didn't take anything into account for their additions. Honestly, last year, a lot of people thought, including myself, that the Diamondbacks could have made a postseason run in that little 60-game stretch. But, obviously, they completely fell off the map near the end of the season. Don't get me wrong, they still have plenty of talent on that team. They honestly got Ketel Marte, who's going to be a stud. But... At the end of the day, the pitching just looks a little disappointing. Garner looked regular. Looks like he's getting old. We all kind of saw this coming. He's getting up there in age, and now he's starting to look like a regular old pitcher. And the rest of the rotation is kind of iffy behind him. Bullpens, all right. But at the end of the day, I don't see them competing in the West. They might be in contention for a wild card spot if the offense clicks and the pitching steps up a little bit. I have the winning around eighty-three games, but at the end of the day, they won't be competing for a po- they won't be competing in the postseason this year. And after th- if this season, the Diamondbacks might be in a little bit of a crossroads in what they want to do. You're the team—they want to blow it up. Do they want to keep it as it is and maybe bring some of the young talent they have in their farm system, which isn't much, but there's some there. But at the end of the day, 83 wins are the downbacks, and they will compete for a walk hard. But at the end of the day, they will fall short. Next up is the Giants. I think the Giants had a better season than a lot of people expected. They were in the playoff hunt last year until so they kind of sputtered off into the end of the year. But this year, I kind of expect them to take a step back. And they don't have really have much of a talented team, except for Yaz, Yaz Dremski. He's going to be a very talented player for years to come. The rotation outside of Cueto is questionable. The bullpen is eh. But I don't see them being able to compete this season. I had them winning around 73, the 75 games. I mean, plus they're managed by Gabe Kapler, so it doesn't really help out their cause either. I really don't see how they're going to compete with a guy with Kepler at the helm. And for the last place team in the division, I have the Colorado Rockies. And this is just another team that I have competing for the title of the worst team in baseball. I mean, the rotation out of Herman Marquez, I believe that's his name. The rotation is not that great. The bullpen is not that great. And in Colorado, where you actually need – some decent pitching to succeed. It's not going to be a good season for them. Obviously, they traded Arenado away. So they're already down on this impact bat. And you can see guys like Trevor Story and Charlie Blackman, they could be on the move by the deadline as well. This this year is going to be the beginning of a long rebuild in Colorado. Sorry, Rockies fans, but this is is going to be the beginning of the end of the Trevor Story, Charlie Blackman era. In Colorado, the rebuild should begin, if not this season, next season. For win totals, I had them winning around 64 games. And I think I might be a little generous with that. They're going to win 64 to 65. And that's just me being generous. Obviously, they're going to be finishing last place in that division. All right, on to the American League Central. Like I mentioned earlier, I've already done the entirety of the American League East, spread out through a few different episodes. Want to hear what I say about the American League East teams? You're going to, have to go find them within the episodes. If you're interested in hearing about them, go listen. But now on to the American League Central. I'll start with my team. Well, not my team, but my pick to represent the American League in the World Series the Chicago White Sox. The Chicago White Sox last year, they were a very solid young ball club last year and they were able to make the postseason. And they competed very well. They competed very well. And then the day they just got outclassed by a veteran ball club. So this year, I had, like I said, I think they're going to reach the World Series. They're gonna win the Central. They're gonna win about ninety-three games. Losing Eloy Jimenez for for quite a bit of time is gonna hurt them for a little bit, but in the end, I think this team is good enough to reach the World Series. The bullpen is solid with the addition of Liam Hendricks. Obviously, you got a guy like Lance Lynn to the rotation that helps a lot, especially when you were guys like Giolito, who's an absolute stud. Dallas Kikel was a very solid pitcher as well. He's throwing Lance Lynn in there. He got a pretty nice three three-header monster in the rotation. And if there's a year for them to win in central, it'd be this year. I don't think the twins are gonna be as good as last year. So this is it. And Chicago. Also led by a Hall of Famer Antonio Russo doesn't have much either. Hopefully he doesn't just get His old head doesn't just get in the way and just let the young guys do what they do. On to the second-place team, the Minnesota Twins. Honestly, their big additions were re-signed Nelson Cruz, which is really good because he is like a fine wine hitter. He seems to be getting better with age. They also added guys like Andrew Romine, Matt Shoemaker, and Jay Happ to the rotation, which is all right, I guess. Now for the Twins, they've been on top of the Central Division for the past few years with that crazy lineup. You guys, you guys like Donaldson, Cruz in that lineup as well. I think they also. I don't think they have Rosario anymore. but That's a shame. So, so that's a shame for that lineup. But honestly, with the Chicago White Sox on the rise, I don't see how they can hold on to the crown. I do have them competing for a wild card, but. It's going to be interesting interesting to see what they do. If they're in contention, I wouldn't be surprised if they go out and try to get more pitching because I believe the pitching is kind of the weakest part of that team. The offense is amazing, don't get me wrong, but the pitching, eh, it's a little questionable for me. I have them winning around 87, 88 games. It's going to be a dogfight for the Central Division crown all the way to the end, but I think the White Sox youth, athleticism, in superior pitching, we'll put the White Sox on top of the Twins. Now you got the Cleveland Indians or Cleveland baseball team. Whatever you want to pronounce it. I don't, I don't know what's going on with their name, but it is what it is. Honestly, they traded Lindor and Carlos Carrasco to the Mets, and they got back guys like Rosario, who's a solid player, but nowhere near Lindor level. Now they're in an interesting spot because – The pitching rotation, the pitching is going to be very solid with Shane Bieber leading the way. Their offense, though, it's just, I don't know where they're going to get it from outside of Jose Ramirez, who is an MVP candidate every year. But their offense is not going to be able to win the volleyball games. I feel like the Indians are going to win a lot of games like 1 0, 2 1, 3 2, games like that. I don't see them being able to win games against the heavy hitters like the Twins and the White Sox or the Yankees or the Astros or teams like that. They're not going to be able to hang with the heavy hitters of the American League. I have them sitting around 81-81, 82-80, somewhere around there. They're going to be around a mediocre ball club at best. The pitching is going to be the main reason why they win a lot of ball games. Definitely not their offense. And fifth place is going to be a surprise. I had the Detroit Tigers in fourth place. The Tigers are absolutely nowhere near ready to compete for a playoff spot yet. It's going to be another year of the rebuild. But I expect guys like Casey Mize, Miz, however you want to pronounce it. He's going to pitch well. And you should see a few more of the young studs in the pharmacists to come out for the Detroit Tigers as well. I had them winning around 70 games. The lineup's not that special. The Pitching is all right, I guess. But Yeah, I expect a lot of young guys caught up this year for the Detroit Tigers to see what they can do. Now, this is an interesting team. The Kansas City Royals, they had a pretty big offseason. They got guys like Andrew Benatendi from the Red Sox. They signed Mike Miner. Also got a guy like Carlos Santana. However, I don't think this team is going to be going to compete for anything. I feel like guys like Minor and Santana are guys that could be traded at the deadline. You can see Whit Merrifield trade at the deadline. I don't know. I think the Royals need to. If the Royals are not competing by the deadline, which I don't think they will, they're going to be trading a lot of these guys away for future assets, which is something this team really needs to do. So I had them winning around 68 wins, 68 to 70 wins. I don't think they're going to be that great. They're going to be finishing last in that. Very competitive Central Division. All right. Last division in baseball I'm going to talk about is the American League West, uh, where I talked to about two teams in that division, that being the Oakland Athletics and the Los Angeles Angels. So you won't be hearing them in this little preview for them, but if you want to hear about them, I think they're in a, in a previous episode in the last episode of the podcast, if not the episode before that one. So go listen to those two episodes find out what to say about them. Let's talk about the defending – well, not the defending. They aren't the defending chance, but I think they're going to be the champions of the American League West this year, and I think it, this is their last chance to compete for a World Series title, that is the Houston Astros. they got guys like Steve Shishak to go into the bullpen, which is a solid, solid addition, Jake Odorizzi. I think he's gonna be another solid rotation piece as well, especially now that they're gonna be about Justin Verlander for a little bit of time. But that rotation is gonna be just fine. You got guys like Cranky in there still, Lance McCullers is solid as well, and the additional Reezy. That should be enough to hold down the line, hold down the Ford till Justin Verlander returns. Now the offense is going to be very interesting this year. They lost a guy like George Springer, so that's going to hurt their lineup a little bit. But they still got, got guys like Correa, but I don't know how much longer they're going to have him. Altuve, Alvarez, Bregman, guys like that in the lineup as well. I think Michael Brantley in there as well. So that lineup is still going to be pretty dangerous. But like I said, this might be their last chance at a title. I feel like with the rumors of terrible negotiations with the Astros with Carlos Correa, he might be out the door soon. Altuve isn't getting any younger. so, And that rotation isn't getting any younger either. So, For the Astros, I have them winning around 92 games this year. And they're going to win the West. As I mentioned, this is their last chance to win a title. I don't think they're going to win it, though. I think the American League is stat- it's just two staff. You got the Yankees, you gotta deal with, you gotta deal with the White Sox. Obviously, you got the inner division matches with the Angels, the A's. And you also got teams like the Rays are gonna be very interesting to compete with this year. The Twins. I don't know. The Astros, I don't think they're gonna win a World Series anytime soon. Now for the team, I think it's going to be the worst team in baseball. Yes, sir, that right. The worst team in baseball. The Texas Rangers. When I was doing research for this, I was looking at that Rangers ro- opening lo- roster, and I was like, this team is bad. <laughs> this team is bad. I think the best player they got on that team is, Joey, is definitely Joey Gallo by a mile. And I could see him. They're big. Their, one of their acquisitions, Chris Davis, he could be dealt the day line, trade deadline as well. Maybe guys like Runan Ordor is out the door as well at the trade deadline. Their pitching rotation is absolutely garbage. The lineup, I don't see where the offense is coming from outside of Joey Gallo and Chris Davis. I just don't see where the rest of the offense comes from. I have the winning around 60 games. I think they're just going to be the absolute punchy bag in the American League West. A lot of wins these American League team West teams are going to have this year. It's going to be against the Rangers. They are going to be the worst team in baseball. 60 wins for the Texas Rangers. Now on to my team, the Seattle Mariners. Now, Seattle Mariners are going to be, in my opinion, are probably the most un- overlooked teams in baseball because they're so young, but they're also very underrated for, for the same reason. Me, I had the winning around 79, to 80, 79 wins this year for the Seattle Mariners. They're not going to make the postseason. I think they're still a year away, but this team is so talented, has so much young talent on the come-up. It's going to be interesting to see how well they perform. They added guys like James Paxton to the rotation. He looks pretty solid in spring, looking like – the old Babe Maple, we remember him. They added guys like Kendall Graveman, Ken Giles, and Montero to the bullpen. And I believe last year was the uh, last year the bullpen was probably one of the biggest weaknesses on that team. So those three are definitely gonna help there. And the big story for the Mariners is obviously the youth movement. I think we're gonna see guys like Jared, we're gonna see well, we're definitely gonna see Jared Kelnick up this season. He's just too good to keep down there in the minor leagues. I know we're not gonna see him right away because of the play the uh service time, manipulation, nonsense. Logan Gilbert, he can come up as well sometime this year. I think it's gonna be a decent piece to that rotation. Which is gonna be led by oh, so boring Marco Gonzalez. James Paxton is gonna be in there as well. I think we're gonna see Justice Sheffield. I think he's gonna take another step forward in his development. I think he's gonna a Like a sub-3 ERA. He's going to have another solid year. Hopefully that guy, hopefully Kikuchi, could step up a little bit more. I mean, at least he can have better than last year. Can't get any worse than last year. But, yeah, interesting is when I was looking at the roster, they have a bunch of starting pitching options. So there definitely isn't going to be a shortage of starting pitching depth. I have them finishing in third in the division behind the Astros and the A's. I have them ahead of the Angels and the Rangers just because I believe the Mariners pitching is slightly better than them. I mean, slightly better. But, yeah. That's my projections for the other three teams in the American League West. So yeah, this is going to be it for this special edition of the podcast. I'm if this is the first time you're hearing this listening to this podcast, if you did hear your favorite team. I promise I have talked about them before in previous episodes. If you want to hear about the Dodgers or the Cardinals or the American League East or any of those other teams I did not mention, go listen to my other podcast episodes. They are in there. But Tomorrow's opening day. I cannot wait. Baseball is finally back, and it feels so good, man. Last year was interesting. This year we get the full taste of it, and we get to see fans back in the stands, so that's always a plus. So enjoy opening day tomorrow. Until next episode, I am out.